Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. <laughs> I had to hold that cough through that whole silent part. So, yeah. And then I had to cough. Yeah. Bill got a cold. <coughs> Isn't this great? It's the cold that keeps on giving. I've had it for weeks. And does it show any sign of dissipating? Oh, fuck no. Now it's in my ear. I can't hear out of my left ear. Which sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. A really bad one. Yeah. I fear I can't hear out of my left ear. I mean, I'm not sure what the moral's supposed to be of that one. I don't know. Usually you're supposed to learn something. That's true. And I'm not sure what not being able to hear out of one ear terribly teaches you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe to, to, maybe it'd be a great way to deflect, uh, people who you don't want to talk to by just putting them up against your bad ear. Yeah. Yeah. I that, feel like they used to do that back in the day. Who? Like people in society. Right. When, when you know, before like hearing aids and stuff that uh-huh. they would just kind of turn a bad ear, you know, and be like, whatever, like a party. Right. So it's right. like you're not, you're not like, Walking away, yeah. kind of like turning to your left, so they 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 can talk, and you can be like, "What? Sorry." So, like the phrase "turn a blind eye" was originally yeah. like "turn a bad ear." Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's what I posit. I think that's really thoughtful of you. You're in kind of a philosophical mood today. We just did a mini deuce where we were talking about. I was talking about assholes, and and you you had some really profound things to say. Thank you. Yeah. You'll probably hear it at some point in a year. <laughs> True that. Um, very excited to be here. You know, we kind of talked about having an episode where we kind of do some recommendations maybe of like stuff we've been watching that you should watch. And, um, cause I, I watched Henry V mm-hmm. for the first time. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Well, that's first on time Netflix. in a while. Yeah, the first time in a while. Yeah. And that's on, uh, Netflix now. And yeah. you were watching Black Cauldron on Disney Plus. Yeah. And, uh, I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. So maybe it's time for some recommendations. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend Henry V. I would recommend parts of it. I mm-hmm. don't know if I'd recommend the whole thing. Yeah. But here are... So it didn't hold up exactly. It didn't hold up exactly. Mm-hmm. It's also very old now. I mean, I remember there's that weird thing that happens as you age when you don't feel necessarily like any older uh, intellectually. It was like mid-90s? Uh, yeah, 90s? it was early 90s. Yeah. It was early 90s. And uh, boy, howdy, it shows. It predates the age of irony. And Kenneth Branagh takes himself so seriously. And I loved it at the time. And now I was watching it and I'm struck by like how sort of intense, like so intense it was. It was sort of like, like seeing your asshole ex from the 90s who you realize now what a complete and total shit bag of a human they were but also are like oh that was kind of hot still you know I, <laughs> I, I'm still a little into that even though like I know so much better and I like laugh at how serious that thing takes itself mm-hmm. um, I, I still kind of want to get back with it 
you know? So I was watching it with this sort of like, oh, we've come so far since then, but also rooting a little bit for my man, Kenneth Branagh, who mm-hmm. was about 27, 28 when he filmed this and managed to get like the who's who of British actors to come and be in this little shitty low budget BBC version of Henry V, which is filmed just like a play in a claustrophobic up close shot sort of way. Yeah. Uh, I do and- remember it being very close it's all very close probably just to to save money (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like if just you can't see a lot behind everyone so he didn't have to do that much work on making the backgrounds look good (laughs) but like it's it's really funny because it looks like they had about four interior castle walls to work with Mm -hmm. and uh and then they had like six exterior castle walls to work with so it's all shot against one of one of those uh, and I will say that for anyone who wants to know where Jackie Gleason, the actor from Game of Thrones, got his inspiration for uh, Jeffrey Beath- uh, Baratheon, um, it is directly from uh, Kenneth Branagh's Henry V, whether knowingly or unknowingly. Uh, it's a spitting image. And my wife, Jack, uh, she came in and she was like, uh, that's Jeffrey Baratheon. And I'm like, no, Jeffrey? that's yeah, Joffrey. Sorry. That's Joffrey Baratheon. And I'm like, no, that's, that's Kenneth Branagh. That's my boy, Kenneth Branagh. But it also rekindled my pure unadulterated love for Brian Blessed, who is possibly the best human being and actor on the planet. Um, just because he's amazing and between his Oxford and Henry V and his like Valkyrie guy and Flash Gordon. Yeah. Uh, he's like the best. He's just absolutely amazing. I love him so much. So overall, not terrible. I kind of highlight, I, I watched about the first 25 minutes and I skipped to the highlights. I did, mm-hmm. you know, the big, the big speeches and, yeah. you know, the battle of Agincourt and, and all that and the, and the, the last scene. Um, and that was perfectly fine. I didn't need to have watched the, the whole movie again. Um, but I will say that Patrick Doyle, the composer, pulls that thing together. The music is an absolute star in that in that movie, and it's worth it just to go and listen to the soundtrack alone. Um, very rousing, very stirring. Yeah. Makes you feel like you want to very be part go of that England. army. Very go England. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's was, I've just been thinking about how, you know, it'd be fun to do a comedy sketch and get that kid... It's just, it's Jeffrey Baratheon, but it's just, you know, it's a family in Fort Wayne, Indiana or something. And he's just wearing a polo shirt, but he's behaving exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like no, I, going I, to the store and shit like that, or just like in, right. in class at school. Right, mm-hmm. right. And he just thinks he, he, he has no actual like authority the... or anything. So he <laughs> right. can't do any of the really bad stuff. Right. And he keeps getting his ass kicked. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, he becomes kind of endearing and sort of an underdog hero yeah. because just, people just keep beating him up. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of a, a way of like, you know, he's clearly getting bullied, but the teachers are like, I don't know, man. He kind of needs it. Yeah. Isn't that Gummo? I mean, that's basically the plot of Gummo. I guess so. Yeah. Although that's in Paducah. Yeah. Or somewhere near there. Some little town in Tennessee or Kentucky. Weird place. Ohio. Maybe Ohio? I Should don't be know. Ohio. Maybe it's in Ohio. Text us. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, where, gummo, where to gummo at? 
Like I would uh, like tweet us or like they don't know our numbers. Maybe some of them do. Maybe text us. Maybe if you know hey, our numbers, text uh, us our uh, big that. big shout outs to our city commissioner pal uh, Courtney Shipley, who's been on the show a few times. Yeah, she takes the throne. I think next next session. Oh yeah. I don't know if this. I don't know if they hold off until the new year or if it's before then, but. I think she she's coming up, and uh, and old Matthew Herbert also a guest on the show. Yeah, stepping is down. stepping down. Mm-hmm. He's stepping down. He's going to party with the Angels now. Yep, he's going to do that. He's big, not dead. He's going to do those big speaking he's tours. Not dead. He's, what? I just realized I haven't been taking any notes. What? I thought you said he was going to go party with the Angels. Now I thought when they when they when you left the commission, you just went away. It was like carousel. Oh, um, I thought they just sort of retired you. No, like there's you like get a, to go home. Uh, are you sure? Because I think there's like the basement floor of the sub basement basement of City Hall is just a room with the bodies of all the old commissioners. Are you suggesting it's a Westworld situation? The, sh- the city commission. I'm absolutely suggesting because I've it's seen a commissioners situation. out and about of the past still alive today. Well, maybe or maybe there are copies of them that are maybe. working better. Than when they were commissioners. Okay. Think about it. So it's like that the living with yourself show with Paul that Paul Rudd show. Everything we, should be I like living talk, with did yourself. Did you ever watch that? I did. I loved it. I know it. we talked about it at one I point because I just watched like the first half of it. I think that should be another recommendation. If you haven't yet watched Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd, you need to it's watch it. It's a quick that. watch and it's great. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I think I think city commissioners are are, are uh, put out of their misery um, in the basement of the of city hall after. Agree to term. disagree. All right, fair. What are you recommending? You said you were watching, started to watch Black Cauldron. You, I did watch Black it. Cauldron Corner. Yeah, I watched it. I was kind of tired and a little drunk, so I watched like the first part of it, and then I watched like the end of it, and I fell asleep a little in the middle because there's that like. That one sidekicky kind of guy who joins them, and I completely missed when he joins them. <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah, those are those characters." So I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, it's it's crazy. It's real weird. It's real goofy at parts, but it's real dark and legit, like creepy at parts in ways. Like the colors are real cool, especially like the I think they do a little you know touching up for yeah. the HD. Like it all looks because it's all a lot of like fucking. Gorgeous painted background stuff with, you know, the animation moving through, kind of in that old style. There's a lot of weird color, there's a lot of mist and stuff. But man, the fuck Horned King, like, forgot about, just, I mean, remembered him being scary. That dude's the scariest Disney villain. I'll put it down there. He's got maybe the most fucked up plan of all the Disney villains. You know what's, and what's really funny about that? I don't that, remember what all the Disney villains <clears throat> did, but I'm thinking it's him. Guy they, was creepy. They have a whole, like, House of Mouse series mm-hmm. that, that my son watches, and one of them focuses on the villains, and I don't think I remember the Horn King. They don't talk from... about him, because they don't talk about the Black Cauldron that much. Yeah, it was in that, yeah. it was in their, that little <coughs> span of time between, like, the end of their classic era and then that, like, Renaissance era. Huh. Huh. I mean, you got, like, he's, Scar he's just, was in there, yeah. that's for sure. But he's that's just a dude, he's just kind of an ostentatious lion who wants to kill his brother and be king. Like, the Horn King is like a lich. He's a legitimate, like, it's like the Witch King of Angmar, basically. He's wow. just like a fucking lich with deer horns coming out of the top of his robe. 
and uh, he's raising an undead army. He can conquer the world and be ruled as a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is pretty. And so the end, yeah, and he needs the black cauldron, which is like this cauldron that had the spirit of an evil like sorcerer put into it, so it can do crazy magic. So he's going to use it to raise his undead army, and he does at the end, and they're able to stop him. But it's yeah, it's just like army of the dead is starting to march across the countryside before they <laughs> stop him. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, like, it. Captain Hooks, just, he's a real, like, foppish kind of pirate, just wants to murder one boy. Yeah, no, no, no. And when you, when you put it like Which that. Which is bad, but, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're not, most of them have relatively low mm-hmm. ideals in terms of, like, they want to just kind of rule regionally. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know what, what was, uh, what was her, was it Ursula and that little mer, what was she even trying to do? Just fuck with stuff? Yeah, no, nah, she, <laughs> she, she didn't was, even have like a plan. She was just like, oh, let's just fuck with she stuff. She was in it for the dick. Yeah. Yeah. It was all about dick there. Okay. Yeah. She was like, I want men. I want a man pile. I want a human man pile. The way I'm going to get that. it, the way I'm going to get it is by messing with this mer girl. And then I'm going to get her boy. Sha la 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 la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. It's all up in me. That's how, that's how I roll. Man, I don't remember any of this. It doesn't yeah. seem fit for ch- children. Though. Uh, well, I mean, that's the original Grim Fairy Tale version. They may have changed it for the movie. I think maybe it's a pendant. Is it a pendant that she's after? Like uh, some sort of magic? But she item? like gives her. Didn't she give her the pendant? I don't to do know. The thing? I see. I don't if you know remember. how what what Ursula wants, hashtag what Ursula wants. Uh, to Double Deuce Pod, and we'll figure this out together. And if anybody was offended, I, I didn't really mean it. I just want you all to be happy. I want you all to be happy and and have good lives, productive lives. That's all I want. And Nelson's writing, so now I have to carry the weight of the show. Sorry, I'm doing a bad. Um, I feel you're, a little, you're really you're feeling. I feel a little low energy. I didn't little, I didn't sleep great last night, and yeah. so I keep forget. I keep like trying to do stuff in the, in the podcast, and then I'll be like, "Oh man, I've been talking for like five minutes, and I haven't written a, a thing down." I uh, so I started. Notes. I want to do another Netflix recommendation. I started watching End of the Badlands, mm-hmm. and I'd kind of like started it once and been like, "This is okay," but. I'm not really that into this, and I, but I really committed to it this time. Gave it a try. I liked it. I liked it. I think it's fun. It's a it's a fun little um, sort of uh, cool ass martial kung fu arts, show, yeah. yeah, kung fu, post apocalyptic, dystopian future, mm-hmm. lots of fighting. Everybody knows how to fight. Like yeah. everybody learns how to fight, so it's just fights all over the place. And uh, it's 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 interesting. It's dark. It's very I li- dark. I liked it. I felt I don't know like. I feel like some, maybe there's a little bit of maybe in the second season, cause like the, it's like the, the bad dude, like what's his name? The kind of the bad guy really of the first season is still kind of there in the second season, but it's weirder. And I feel yeah. like it wasn't as clean as it could have been, but it was still cool. And then I feel like it jumps back up. I don't know if you got to the thing with the cult yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So working and get that going on. Um, it's a real, it's a badass kung fu show, and Nick Frost is awesome. Uh, yeah, still waiting for the appearance of Nick Frost. I'm excited about. Yeah, it. I'm excited about that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that was so. I I would recommend if you haven't that. And then I ran into Nate today, uh, Nate Cadman, and he recommended um, the books that 
The Expanse, the TV show The Expanse are based yeah. off of. I can't remember the name of the book, so this is a terrible recommendation. But if you go watch the show The Expanse, and I can't remember if it's on Amazon or if it's on Netflix. It's on one of them. Um, that it's based on a series of books that are co-written by these two dudes using a pen name. And they know George R. R. Martin, and they live in Albuquerque. <laughs> I don't know why all of that is important, but that's what uh, Nate said. Also, I think it's fun, like you don't remember like their names or names <laughs> of the books, but you remember a lot about their lives. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's how. So just look up a couple guys in Albuquerque who know George R. R. Martin. Hanging out, right? Wrote books, some books. They write some sci-fi books. Um, but it's yeah, it's about it's about uh, they're, they're belters who people who live in this belt and they're miners and. And they're sort of they're they're torn between Mars and Earth, and they're trying to make political decisions based on what's best for the little colony of Belters while they're dealing with these these two big planets that are duking it out. So it sounds interesting, and I want to know more. And I've enjoyed the show so far, and I think I would enjoy the books. So if you yeah. like Nate Cadman, uh, read, books. read those books. That's my that's my final <laughs> recommendation on this matter. I don't think I've seen or done anything else. Um. Oh, the fucking Mandalorian started after the last time we recorded one of these. Oh yeah, that show's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone here probably who listens probably probably is, is a fan of that show and probably knows about it. But if I you just don't, I like that it's Space Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> it's Space Lone Wolf and Cub. It's dope. It's a dope thing for them to do. I, I feel like it's like they they finally let a fanboy, but a competent fanboy, like make a, just a show for fans of Star Wars. Well, I think I feel like it's it's nice because you're able to do it, but you're not in that structure of. You're not trying to, you're able to do something off to the side, so you don't have yeah. to feel that beholden to work that much shit in. Like, you're not seeing much by way of, like, people that we know show up. In fact, I don't believe we've known anybody who's shown up so far. Mm. We, but they've been, like, versions of things that we have seen. Right. But, so there's clearly, like, there's some nice shout-outs going on, but it's not overly blatant, subtle at times, even. Yeah, well, I'm looking for stuff to... like like fucking the the goddamn loath cat like tries to fucking bark, it's fucking like growling, biting at Baby Yoda there in that scene. It's like that's from the fucking Rebels cartoon. Is it's it... like the only time you've seen those. That's like the first live action one. Nice, nice. There's <laughs> like a bunch of little things like that where it's like, oh hey, why don't we throw these things in? That have been <laughs> in shit. <laughs> Uh, I do love that, that, that Baby Yoda with the beef broth has become like a mm-hmm. meat already. Uh, that's delightful. It's because... uh you know, it's a, it's not a, it's not a complicated or like overly um, elaborate joke system. But I feel like I'm, I have yet to get tired of the constant. Whenever he wants Baby Yoda to stay somewhere, there's always then Baby Yoda's just there. It's always like, <laughs> hey, either a, a wide shot or, or a, a turn and look, and he's just fucking always there staring. <laughs> right, right. And I, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. use it two times in an episode. <laughs> they, it, it changes a little. Yeah, this time he's drinking soup, <laughs> watching him. Like they throw a little bit of a spin on it. I dig it. I, I like that that uh, that the great thing to know for those of us who are soup lovers, and uh, I'm including uh, our friend Karate Samson, mm-hmm. wherever she may be. Uh, 
is that in the universe, no matter where you are, even if you're in a little backwater third, uh, third world, literally third, third world planet, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you, you can find soup in a, in a bar in the middle of, of tree house. Yep. Bar that looks like a tiki or like Endor's tiki room. A little bit. Um, yeah. But it's got soup. That planet was weird. It was kind of like, it was like a planet of rice patties, <laughs> but, they, but they had fish in them. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but, but yeah, with, with a lot of big, big, big mm-hmm. trees. There's know. some nice dynamic fucking shot. Like all the directors they've had, I feel like have been doing a good job. Like the fucking, uh, Scout Walker, like coming out of the woods in the dark with the red eyes and shit. Yeah. Was pretty yeah. badass. That's, that was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. And, uh, I, I mean, I felt like we're, I know we're giving away spoilers here, so if you haven't seen it yet, please. Uh, yeah, we're going forward. off. Of, yeah, and we've already, uh, you know, I'll just uh, might want to include a spoiler alert. But this was this the one thing about this episode was it seemed like we got a, a little rushed getting into the whole like we've got to save the village. Like it almost seemed like that was could could have used a little more build, but. It's on the other a, hand, it's a pretty simple setup. We all know is. what the save the village uh, yeah. thing is. I feel like from I feel like this one was maybe slightly longer than the last. I feel like too because we're establishing a. I believe once again, as, as I said, we're lone wolf and cubbing, or the way that like a are you doing an Incredible Hulk? Where, like they're just traveling, trying to keep ahead of the people that are hunting them and doing good deeds from time to time, or just making money from time to time as right. they go. I feel like now we set up. I feel like you don't even have to have them landing on planets as much anymore. They can start just getting into some stories even as you go forward. Right, right. Because my guess is that it'll probably be a little bit more episodic of them getting and into adventures. We can look forward to Gus Fring as a moth of some sort. I saw that. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah. That's cool. Gus Fring's on the cast list. That's some dope casting. Uh-huh. They did some fucking solid casting, because it hasn't been that many characters that you really see that much of. Right. But they fucking... Well, I think that was the other thing that was a little bit jarring about this one, is it's the first one with more than, like, four characters, I think, that we've... We've really seen, except for the bar scenes and the cantinas and mm-hmm. stuff, they've almost all been two or three actor shots, yeah. uh, and, and been less sometimes, uh, which I love about it because it gives it that kind of lonely feeling, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, th- so this was the first one where he kind of opened it up, made it a little bit bigger, um, some, some, uh, maybe not as to acting, but, uh, it's still fun. Yeah. Oh. Oh, is it that time already? It is. I think we're done. We're done with this episode. We did it. We covered a lot of territory. Mm-hmm. We learned about some of the recommendations we have. We learned Henry V doesn't quite hold up, but it's a little bit like an X that you sort of think, ooh, I'm kind of into that, but not I anymore. Like, I feel like Black Cauldron pretty well holds up, but I kind of feel like I need to sit down and actually watch the whole thing again to say 100%. But if nothing else, it'd be interesting. Hey, show your kids. Sure, your kids would be like, this is what cartoons are like when I was your age. There you go. They're, you go. they're weird, and they're dark. And we... we uh, There's the constant threat of death. We got real confused about Ursula's motives mm-hmm. in uh, Little Mermaid, so... Yeah. I, uh, hashtag what Ursula wants. I feel like, don't they know. fight her at the end, too, or something? Yeah. Oh, it's been yeah. a while since I've seen that movie, and it's not something I watched. But she's certainly not raising a lich arm, an undead army to take yeah. over the world and be yeah. worshipped as a god. Yep. That's my plan. Yep. 
Will you and she's nowhere near as spooky. Nah. He's spooky looking. Ugh. Look at him. Look at him, people. Google him. I was looking at him just earlier. <laughs> I thought you were going to show me. And I'm like, that's not going to help am. our podcast listeners. Look at him. Ah, <laughs> no, he is spooky. He's really spooky. He looks like Red Skull with horns uh-huh. and a, a, a furry cloak. I do like this cloak. is fur line. He's still a Disney villain. He's still a little ostentatious. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. You gotta have that fur line cloak. Uh-huh. Gotta have that fur line cloak. No regular cloaks for a for a fledged villain. Nah, that's, got that's to have henchmen. that fur line. Henchmen don't cloak. get a fur line cloak. They just they get some rags. They get some rags and they like it. <laughs> they don't have the vision. They're not raising an undead army. They're just watching. If you want to rule this year, gotta have a fur line coat. Yep, double deuce, double deuce. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at doubledeucepod or Facebook, Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep. And the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us a, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. <laughs> <laughs>